Today, President Xi told President Biden that he plans to reunify Taiwan with mainland China. The EU sues the UK and the Congolese election is extended. From TLDR News, this is your daily briefing for Thursday the 21st of December 2023. Yesterday, it was reported that Chinese President Xi Jinping told the American President Joe Biden that Beijing plans to reunify Taiwan with mainland China. It's just that the timing of the reunification has not been decided. This happened in November when high-profile delegates from the US and China attended the Asia-Pacific Economic Cooperation Conference in San Francisco. Presidents Biden and Xi had a private meeting behind closed doors where Xi revealed his global ambitions, bluntly stated how China will reunify Taiwan and expressed a preference for a peaceful reunification. Despite this information not being anything new, it was a bit of a surprise to Biden considering the bilateral meeting was organised to ease relations between the two countries. According to sources, it was also reported that the Chinese delegation requested before the summit a US statement supporting Taiwan's reunification with China and opposing its statehood, to which the White House rejected. In February, CIA Director William Burns warned the US government that Xi had instructed the Chinese military to prepare for a possible invasion of Taiwan by 2027. But this isn't necessarily a definite plan. China is growing its military near Taiwan, doing exercises and sending planes into Taiwan's airspace. It's also using money and political influence to try and cut Taiwan off from the rest of the world. To this, Taiwan is responding by strengthening its defences, buying high-tech military equipment and trying to get closer to countries like the US that back its independence. The bilateral meeting ended with Xi stating that US-China relations could be mutually beneficial with respect and coexistence. He thanked Biden for the meeting, highlighting the responsibility of their role in shaping relations and global peace, emphasising the need for mutual respect for one another and not interfering in each other's policies. There's more on the way, but be sure to subscribe and ring the bell to make the daily briefing part of your daily routine, or just search for us on your podcast app to listen along. Moving to Venezuela now, where President Nicolas Maduro has agreed to release 36 people, which includes 12 Americans, in a prisoner exchange with the US government. In response, the US has agreed to release Colombian businessman Alex Saab, an ally of President Maduro, known as Fat Leonard. Saab is accused of being at the centre of one of the largest bribery scandals in the history of the US Pentagon. In total, he's accused of getting $35 million out of the US military, which he obtained by buying off officials with alcohol, sex, parties and other gifts. For his part, Maduro celebrated Saab's return, saying that it was a triumph for truth and that the US had engaged in a campaign of lies, threats and torture. Biden described the decision to trade Saab for American prisoners as difficult but essential. Biden's approach differs greatly from his predecessor, Donald Trump, who used Mr. Saab as a trophy and at one point even deployed a Navy warship off the coast of West Africa to try and prevent him from escaping. In a major move in UK-Ireland relations, Ireland has announced that it will take the UK to the European Court of Human Rights over its Troubles Legacy Law. 
Becoming law back in September, the Northern Ireland Troubles Legacy and Reconciliation Act seems, in the British government's words, to address the legacy of the Troubles, referring to the 30-year conflict between Irish Republican paramilitaries, Ulster Loyalist paramilitaries and British state forces that took place during the late 1960s through to 1998. The Act's main crux relates to the establishment of an Independent Commission for Reconciliation and Information Recovery, or ICRIR. The Commission would have the power to grant both specific and general immunity from prosecution to individuals who cooperate and give evidence to it. This would include soldiers alleged to have committed gross human rights violations, including intentional killing and the ill-treatment of civilians. The Irish government has long argued that such an offer of immunity would be unlawful and incompatible with the European Convention on Human Rights, which requires, through an effective investigation into unnatural deaths and allegations of torture. The case, known as a so-called interstate case, marks just the second time Ireland has launched a case against its neighbour, the last time being some 52 years ago. The Irish Foreign Minister Michael Martin, when announcing the move, stressed that he had used every opportunity to make his concerns known, and had urged the British government to pause this legislation, to no avail. Martin noted that the legislation is opposed by people in Northern Ireland, and that both the Council of Europe and the UN's Commissioners for Human Rights had expressed concerns over the legislation. The UK Secretary of State for Northern Ireland, Chris Heaton-Harris, pushed back strongly against the news, calling Ireland's case misguided. Heaton-Harris added that the UK government would continue robustly to defend the legislation. It's worth noting that the European Court of Human Rights cannot quash any national law. The UK would be able to defy any ruling by the court, as was the case when it came to giving prisoners the right to vote. The key difference here being the added complexity of the Good Friday Agreement, the very agreement that ended the Troubles and an agreement predicated on the ECHR. Over to the Democratic Republic of the Congo now, where the country's election, which was meant to be held yesterday, has been extended into today due to chaos at polling stations. Opposition candidates have called for a rerun of the election, which has been beset by political violence. Two candidates were killed last week in separate events. A youth activist was killed during election violence in November, and a former minister was found dead in his car back in July. The voters also seen delays, allegations of fraud, and failed electronic voting systems. Speaking to reporters in the capital of Kinshasa, after polls were meant to have closed, the president of Congo's National Election Commission, which called for the extension, said many polling stations across the country had opened late, and some not at all. However, in a joint statement last night, five opposition leaders said the commission had no right to extend the vote, which around 44 million Congolese had registered to take part in. The Congolese presidential election is decided in a single round, with the winning candidate requiring a simple majority. Full provisional results were expected by December the 31st, but it's unclear how the new extension will impact the schedule. In the final uplifting story today, we discussed nuclear fusion. Scientists in California have replicated a discovery made last year, which could provide humanity with near limitless clean energy. In essence, last year, the Lawrence Livermore National Laboratory in California managed to produce a nuclear fusion reaction that produced more energy than it used. This week, the same laboratory replicated this same finding three times. We'll update you again in the future if any further developments are made in this area.
Now, this is the last daily briefing I'm hosting this year, as Jack will be hosting tomorrow. And I just wanted to end this with a big thank you to all of our viewers who've watched, liked, or even pointed out my bad pronunciation errors throughout 2023. The Daily Briefing has grown a lot this year. We've got a whole new set, we've got two new writers who regularly contribute to each briefing, and we may soon even have some new hosts. And this is all possible only because of you guys, who come back each day and have stuck with us throughout the year. It's also a good time to point out that we won't be doing the regular briefing next week, although we do have one end-of-year special coming out sometime between Christmas and New Year, so keep an eye out for that. Anyway, thank you again, and for me, from the whole Daily team and the whole TLDR team, we hope that you have a great festive period and new year, and we'll see you back here again in January, and kind of tomorrow with Jack. That's all for today, but if you want more from us, then you should pick up a copy of our newspaper, Too Long. And if you've been considering it for a while, then this week only, the code TLDR Daily will get you 30% off, so it's the ideal time to buy. If you don't know, Too Long is our one-off newspaper which summarises everything that happened in 2023, as well as looking forward to 2024. It's full of exclusive analysis and explainers from the TLDR team, as well as a whole bunch of our favourite creators. We also put a ton of effort into the design, putting together a load of high-quality graphics and designs. As I say, if you want a copy, you can head over to our website and secure 30% off the normal price by using the code TLDRDAILY.